Welcome to the Edge Podcast, your home for recruiting news and team analysis inside the Oregon State Beavers football, basketball, and baseball programs. BeaversEdge.com is the authority on all things Oregon State athletics. Now, here's your host, BeaversEdge.com editor, Mike Singer. Welcome in everyone to the Edge Podcast. This is Mike Singer of BeaversEdge.com and have a very special guest uh, on the podcast. We have former Oregon State wide receiver Jordan Villeman on the line. Jordan, does it feel does it feel kind of weird me saying former Oregon State receiver? Yeah, just a little bit, a little bit. You know, I'm still used to being a current B, but you know, it's, it's different being an alumni now. Now, has it kind of hit you yet that uh, you know your career, you know, in a, in a Beaver uniform is over? I mean, it feels like you just started playing and now it's over. I mean, does it kind of hit you yet? Uh, not really. It'll probably hit me when I leave, but, you know, uh, it, it felt real fast, you know. I felt like, you know, I was just a freshman, like you were saying, you know, I just got here bright-eyed, you know, and just trying to figure out everything, and now I'm over here, you know, giving freshmen, you know, advice about how to handle stuff, you know. So it's, a, it's definitely, definitely been in like a full, full 180 for me, but, I mean, I'm taking it with full stride and loving every moment. I mean, when you look back on your career, you know, what would you say kind of some of your favorite moments, you know, whether it be – uh, a string of games, you know, a specific play, you know, a, a specific game, you know, what, what are kind of some of your favorite moments as a Beaver? Uh, one of them, obviously, is my first career touchdown versus Utah. That was pretty fun. That was when Utah, they were, like, ranked, like, 15th, you know what I'm saying? It was pretty pretty cool, especially in front of the fans. Um, another one was, you know, obviously beating Oregon. It was pretty dope, you know. Uh, that was nice to be able to end that streak. And then uh, – Your game before that Civil War was a pretty good one, huh? Yeah, the game before was pretty fun. But then the ASU when they were number six. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was one of the more fun games. And I remember it the most because it was probably the coldest game I've ever been a part of. And, you know, and we won, so it was pretty dope. Now, can you kind of walk us through uh, your favorite catch, you know, as a Beaver? You know, one, one specific play that uh, kind of stands out to you? I think it was actually the the, the more most impressive catch I probably had in my career. I think it's probably the second touchdown I had in Utah, the one in overtime, because it was mm-hmm. uh, fourth and two. And I remember it was supposed to be a run play. We we're on the two yard line. It was supposed to be a run play, but there was a audible for a fade, and you know, I guess you know the defense lined up in 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 the formation that gave me the fade and Sean audible. You know, and this is my first game playing. You know, like really playing, and so I'm like. I'm already nervous knowing that he actually, like, had an audible in for a fade. And I know I'm getting the ball because I'm the only one out there and stuff. And so it was just nerve-wracking off of him hearing me call the kill call and, you know, and telling me that it's, it's coming to me, you know. And I was just like, I have to make a play. Like, it's fourth and two. I don't I don't catch this. We lose. I catch this. You know, we go to uh, second overtime or whatever. You know, I'm going through my head and stuff. You know, I was just happy to catch it, you know, be able to help my team out. Awesome, man. So – Transitioning, when you guys moved, you know, play, or played on the road in the Pac-12, was there any fan bases that were actually like pretty nice to you guys, like pretty respectful? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Colorado wasn't bad. You know, some of them were kind of, you know, iffy just because the sound so close, but they weren't bad. Um, uh, hmm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of it. Colorado State wasn't too bad. Um. Yeah, but, you know, probably the, one of the worst ones was uh, Washington, Oregon, and Utah. And then on the other hand, you know, you got the the Beaver Believers there in Research Stadium, and 
How much do you love that? How much you love that Beaver Nation? Beaver Nation is always fun. Beaver Nation is always, you know, like exciting, always full of energy, always, you know, giving us love and stuff. You know, I can't be more appreciative of Beaver Nation. They've always, you know, been supportive, you know, most patient, best fan base I've ever, you know, been a part of. Since seeing you know, a long, long while. So what's next for Jordan Villman? What's kind of your next step as you, you know, transition from college to, you know, whatever's next for you? Uh, You know, I'm going to go try, uh, try for the NFL. I'm going to start training and stuff and uh, figuring out my next plan, trying to find an agent and uh, see if I can get any senior senior uh, bowl game invites and uh, take it from there. Awesome, man. So uh, Oregon State obviously has a new coaching staff. And uh, the uh, this is assistant head coach is Mike Riley, of course, uh, the coach that recruited you to Oregon State. What was kind of your reaction when you heard Riley was coming back? I was kind of excited, you know. I, I, I like Riley, you know. I, he was the one who recruited me, gave me a chance to come here, you know. So I've always, you know, always had a lot of respect for for him, you know. So I'm excited he's back, you know, in the assistant head coach role, you know, being able to mentor, you know, Coach Smith, you know, give him some help, you know, especially in Corvallis since he's, pretty much, you know, lives here his whole life almost and coached here and stuff. So, you know, I'm just excited to see what he, he can help bring to, to the team and help bring to the new coaching staff. I'm sure you still talk with, you know, all of the guys on the team that are returning. And what's kind of been their reaction to, you know, the new head coach, Jonathan Smith, and, and, and having Riley back? Uh, a lot of them are excited, you know. Obviously, getting new coaches is a very exciting time. You know, it's different, it's transitioning, but exciting. But they're all telling me, you know, a lot of good things that they like him. They think he's going to be a real good coach, you know, going to change things around. You know, it's also good to have, like, a former player here so, like, they can – they have a coach that understands what it's like to, like, play here, you know, and, and he's had success here, you know, so it's good that he's going to be able to teach them and bring them new insights on how to be successful winning Corvallis. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff, Jordan. I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate you having me on here, man. Really good stuff there from Jordan Villeman. Um, Man, I mean, just all the interviews uh, that, you know, our boy Brennan Slaughter has done with with Villeman and uh, just following his career. It's, you know, he's he's one heck of a kid, you know, uh, definitely one that uh, I've I've rooted hardcore for. (laughs) I mean, I and can't lie, I've always rooted really hard for Jordan and uh, really looking forward to following his future. So, um, recording this on Monday evening. Uh, so, as of now, for you guys to listen to on Tuesday, just eight days from the new December 20 to 22nd signing period. Doesn't It just seems kind of odd. Um, preparing for signing day and Christmas at the same time. So this is uh, it's a first for me, obviously. It's a first for the Oregon State coaching staff. It's first for ev- it's first for everybody. Um, and uh, right now, I would say that Oregon State is doing pretty well on the recruiting front. They have a plan. They know their targets. They're going after them. We saw two new offers today. You had a new O-line offer, Joshua Gray, and then a new receiver offer, Jashiah Irish um, from Washington. So Irish had a relationship with Jonathan Smith when Smith was at UW, and um, Gray, his other two big offers, you have Nebraska, 
Riley, and then you have Arizona, Jim Halchek. So, <laughs> just really makes sense, you know, to offer those guys with the connections. I mean, you got you got a former Nebraska, Arizona, Colorado, and Brian Linger and, and Washington and Smith. You know, those are your for, those are your coaches right now. Three Pac-12 coaches and a former Oregon State head coach and former Nebraska head coach. Pretty solid staff assembled so far. Just looking at the BeaversEdge.com front page right now. Visitor reports on Jake Ducart, Oregon State quarterback commit, Deshaun Wilson, uh, you know the Beavers' first co- cornerback uh, commit of this class and overall commit. Uh, first commit of the class, Nico Hall. Uh, the Beavers were looking at him as a safety under Anderson, um, and now they're looking at him as a receiver. And I think that's the right move. Definitely a dynamic player, but hey, you know he could get there, and receiver doesn't work out, and he could be a very good safety. So, um, Bradley Bickler, the uh, defensive end, could play tight end. Committed to Oregon State. We have a visit report on him on the front page as well. So definitely make sure to check out beaversedge.com, check out the related links in this article. And um, So let's go ahead and move on to some questions from the message board that we I got. Uh, wasn't sure if I was going to write them up in an article style or put it in a podcast and got to talk to Villaman tonight, which was awesome. So I figured, hey, I might as well just t- tackle some questions um, that I knew I could <laughs> answer off the top of my head. Some of them, some of the other ones required a lot more research, uh, and then I always get the great question of who's the next commit, you know, or who's the next several commits, you know. I don't, I, I don't know. That's for Isaiah Smalls to determine. He knows who the next commit is. I don't. <laughs> In all seriousness, um, just run through the questions. Did OSU ever finish their basketball locker room? Um, I actually did shoot a text out to one person I know. And what I was told was it's finished, but not 100% furnished, and pictures will be coming out soon. And that's the the Oregon State men's basketball locker room. So look for that. Um, Not sure when uh, the Oregon State Hoops Twitter account will release pictures, but um, should get a, a good look at the men's basketball renovated locker room. Here pretty soon. Uh, what are the percent chances of Oregon State getting Hufunga from well, Crescent Valley? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't like putting percent chances. Because I would just say 50-50 for everything. And I'm half um, half right, half wrong. You know, like... So, um, I'll say 15%. Because that's more than 5 so, if Talanoa does go to Oregon State, then I'm like, yeah, I said 15%. But if not, then I was like, hey, I knew he wasn't coming. So, about that. In all seriousness, um, there does seem to be a little bit more buzz about uh, his chances of ending up at Oregon State. I still think they're slim. But he's right up the road. Jonathan Smith can go see him whenever. I do believe uh, Talanoa visited recently so uh hey we'll see we'll see um he doesn't need to officially visit Oregon State obviously he's been there so many times so uh could be a 
signing day surprise. We'll just have to wait and see on that one. Who are the recruits we need to watch for on the offensive line and defensive line? On the O-line, Joshua Gray is the one I just mentioned. Um, I do think Oregon State gets him. And I'm, I believe he will be officially visiting OSU this weekend. So good chance the Beavers get him. And then on the defensive line, uh, first two names that come to mind are Kevin Scott and Tristan Nichols, pair of defensive line recruits from Arizona Western College and Yuma, Arizona. Um, both officially visited a few weeks ago, and um, Jake Cookus, special teams coach at Oregon State, went and visited Arizona Western well, it was a few days ago now, and that seemed to go very well, and um, I would expect Jonathan Smith to go see them uh, too and, and, and kind of build those relationships. Smith has been in touch with both of them. So those are the two guys I would keep an eye on. If Oregon State can go ahead and get two, you know, plug-and-play early enrollee, you know, actually not 100% sure if they're early enrollees. So I would have to pull up my articles on them that I because I, I know I asked that, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But still, plug-and-play defensive line recruits from the junior college ranks. That would be big if Oregon State could get those guys. They were. They also had Azor Kamara uh, from Arizona Western visit that weekend, too, that Scott and Nichols were there. I don't think he's going to be a beaver. I'm not sure about Scott. I think they get Nichols. I do think they'll, they'll get Nichols. Has Smith spoken to all the committed players yet? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to answer this. No. If you go and look at our commit list right now, he has not spoken to all of the commits. But, you know, just things things will work themselves out uh, regarding that. Uh, last question I'm going to tackle is, uh, Mike, how solid is Jake Levengood? Will he sign on December 20th? That was the first recruit that Jonathan Smith went to go see. Uh Big O lineman from uh, NorCal. Actually, uh, was it Derek Ray tweeted that uh, Oregon State had a new commit from a, was it Trench Monster? That's what he referred to Levin Good as. Of course, he can't um, publicly come on and recruit, but I believe he called him a the Northern California Trench Monster or something like that. So that's that's got to be Jake Levin Good's nickname. I do believe he will sign with Oregon State on December 20th. Seems to be solid with the Beavers. And of course, like I said, that was Smith's first first in-home visit as Oregon State head coach. So that's pretty uh, pretty good sign that Levin Good's a very important recruit. And when I uh, wrote an article that Levin Good was committing, I uh, said that he was like a, I can't remember what I titled it, but he was a key recruit. I mean, that was a big, big commitment. I mean, he was a two-star at the time, and I believe he's been... Bumped up, yeah, he has been bumped up to a three-star. So, hey, recruits do commit to Oregon State and get bumped up. Actually, several recruits. So Petrash just got bumped up to a four-star. Bickler, I believe, was either unranked or a two-star. Now he's a three-star. Um, Isaac Hodgins, you know, I think he's been a three-star all along. So, Duke Art went from two-star to three-star after committing. Levin Good, obviously. So, Good bit of guys that uh, go ahead and get bumped after uh, committing to Oregon State. Just something I like to throw out there because some people think that Rivals hates Oregon State, but um, 
you know, I've covered a few different schools over the years, and uh, every fan base thinks Rivals hates them. So, hey, it's not you, Oregon State fan, if you think Rivals hates Oregon State recruits. It's not you. It's not just you. But it's far from the truth. That's why, that's why I'm pointing out the rankings. But, anywho, I do appreciate you guys listening to me ramble on for uh, 10 minutes or so. Um, definitely make sure to check out beaversedge.com. Get subscribed. Go on the damn board. That's our newly named premium message board, the damn board. Um, go ahead and make sure to check out all of our discussion. Signing day is just eight days away, and you don't want to miss our coverage then. All right, thanks for listening.